Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Back from a little hiatus. In that time, D.C. became the District of Champions for many good reasons, and we're not going to talk about them. This is Hogs Night of Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. We got B. Droomba, we got Dr. Chris Jones, we got Nebot Neal, and this is Brian from Hogs Haven. We are joined by a very special guest. Uh, if you are a longtime reader of... Hogs Haven or SB Nation or any of the associated team sites. We got a, a real TBT here on Thursday evening. It is Scott Salmon, formerly of Gang Green Nation, the New York Jets SB Nation site. Scott, thanks for uh, thanks for swinging by. I appreciate it. You know, this game was so great for the Jets that I had to come out of retirement just for this uh, this one special podcast. Yeah, so for those uh, folks who have not been paying attention to SB Nation team sites for the last, I don't know, decade, uh, can you give uh, give the people at home a little bit of an intro? Uh, talk about yourself. Or one of the both or either. I don't know. It's pretty casual. Sure. So I joined uh, Gangry Nation back in... I want to say it was 2010, uh, where I started off as a staff writer, uh, worked my way up, and eventually became the uh, uh, the managing editor of Gangry Nation, which I did for several years, uh, probably like six years, I would I would guess, uh, before uh, gracefully retiring uh, because I couldn't quite stand watching the Jets anymore, and uh, that about sums up my entire life over the past uh, nine years. So. <laughs> Here we are. Yet somehow, somehow in your professional bio, you have enough gall to indicate in like the second line that you are a Jets fan. So 
Um, I don't know what that says about you. I need people to know right up the bat, right off the bat, what they're getting themselves into with me, which is generally an idiot. <laughs> and I will say, Scott and I, for those listening, um, we go back a ways, not as long as uh, Scott goes back with Gangrene Nation. We were both uh, Franklin and Marshall diplomats and um, spent a little bit of time together. In college, Scott actually was responsible for, honestly, Scott, you're responsible for the fact that we're here right now because you were the one who introduced me to Ken Marangolo, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago, the editor-in-chief of Hogshaven, and the rest is history. So either thank you or uh, you should be apologizing to me for having done that. Well, actually on that note, instead, I actually wanted to take this opportunity to apologize to all of Hogshaven, not to you, Brian, but to Hogshaven for inflicting uh, you upon them. So I'm glad I had this opportunity. Good good talking to you, too. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all the time we have. (laughs) So um, obviously the reason that we have you on, other than... Uh, to give me a bunch of shit is to talk about the Redskins playing the New York football Jets. Uh, do people call them that or is that just the Giants? Thing? It's funny because I was literally about to make that joke myself and you just stole it from me and now I'm deeply upset. But no, no, okay. o- otherwise nobody makes that joke except for me. Well, the New York football Jets played the Washington Redskins last weekend. It was um, a resounding... 34-17 dub for the three and seven New York Football Jets. Is that the is that the best they've looked this season? Uh, yeah, it's I would say I would say it's definitely up there. I it, there was a point during the game where I thought to myself, you know, if you closed your eyes for a second, don't look at the don't look at the team records, you'd actually think this is like a really good football team uh, playing against another uh, uh, at least a decent one. But then. Uh, I opened my eyes and I saw that it was the Jets, and I remembered, yeah, no, this is about as good as it's going to get this season. I, I didn't watch the uh, the Cowboys game. You guys beat them too. How how did that game compare to this one? Very similar. Uh, it, it, it was similar. It was similar. Um, it was one of the rare games where uh, uh, Sam Darnold was uh, let uh, let free or set free, I should say, and allowed to do uh, do his thing, which is extend plays and uh, make th- make stuff happen. Um, which has been kind of uh, tough under Adam Gase so far. Uh, but when he's been allowed to do that and when the offensive line gives him, you know, a second uh, or, or more, uh, he's able to make some things happen. And uh, there were similar games, I would say, in that in that respect. And not quite to the same level uh, in the Giants game, um, but pretty close, uh, where, it, at, where Sam Darnold finally got a chance to run free. Yeah, Sam Darnold, who uh, notoriously has kissed at least one person back from Show having off. the uh, middle schooler's disease of... I mean, it's funny. You know, people, Obviously, people want to like rib Sam Darnold for getting mono, but if you get mono as an adult, like you could legitimately yeah, that's, die. That's, like, it's like a pretty spooky that's a thing. Here's, here's what I'll say. It is the most Jets injury of all time. Of all things to knock him out for... Like nearly half the season. Of course, it's going to be the thing that nobody even knew. Like you said, that an adult can get. <laughs> yeah, and he uh, he looked pretty. I mean, he put it up a pretty nice stat line. He was 19 of 30 for 293 yards, four TDs, and um, threw him a charity pick there towards the tail end. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, he's sort of been up and down a little bit. You know, they they spent a high draft pick on him. 
I think the Redskins see themselves as being a somewhat similar situation with coming in with Haskins. You know, he's young, obviously a year, a year or two, a year behind where Darnold was. But what's sort of the sentiment of the fan base on on Sam Darnold at this point in his Jets career? I mean, I think people expect the world of him, which is true of every quarterback that's ever played for the Jets. Um, but unlike uh, basically every, uh, everyone that we've had since like Chad Pennington and uh, Vinny and Joe Namath before him, he's actually uh, seems capable of delivering it. Uh, he's, I, I, I just mentioned this about being able to run free, and that's when he's at his best. Uh, the problem that he's had this season in particular uh, 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 has been the lack of any real uh, offensive weapons except for Le'Veon Bell, which I'll, I'll talk more about in a second. Um, but otherwise, not no, not many real weapons. Robbie Anderson is good at is barely good at one thing, but otherwise that's that's about it. Um, he's uh, behind an offensive line that is, I might argue that uh, I would argue that it's probably the worst in the league right now. It's being destroyed by injuries, and even those that are not injured are just awful at what they do. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I, I mentioned him. He's like he's the only you know real weapon that that Sam Darnold has, but for some reason. Uh, and, it's, and similar to what happened in Miami with Gase, he's being uh, kept in the pen. Uh, I saw some stat that uh, I think this season he's he's only been allowed to line up in the slot like seven times or something in seven plays, whereas uh, uh, his last year with the uh, last year playing year with the Steelers, that was his his go-to thing that would let him get him space and do and do what he does best. And they're really keeping him in the pen. So Darnold is doing the best he can without without any real offensive weapons behind. I mean, a true turnstile of an offensive line. Uh, the only time he's able to do anything good is when he's given, like I mentioned before, a second of protection, able to just run wild and, and go nuts. Now, who, who's this guy, Ryan Griffin? Because I didn't like that guy. He started getting all one uh, one possession. He had like 70 yards and then a touchdown. Is he is he uh, new or what, what's he what's he been doing? So, so he's new. He's uh, I came over from the Texans. I'll tell you, I have a friend, uh, a, a guy that I, uh, lived with in law school, who is a diehard Texans fan. And when uh, the Jets first got him, he said he texted me the tweet that said that the Jets had gotten Griffin, with about thirty lines of ha 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 ha. <laughs> He was like he was like just he was just atrocious for them and just uh, he's still not I mean he's still not a particularly good player, um, but for some reason the Redskins well I, I I guess I should against the skins anyone's good well I was gonna, yeah anybody can hit I was gonna say I was gonna say for some reason the 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 skins decided you know let's just not cover this guy at all but then again I kind of understand it because he's just not good. Um, but it turns out apparently that uh, uh, that some even someone who's not good can uh, uh, if they, if they're wide open they can sometimes at least catch the ball. Um, yeah, five five receptions, 109 yards, averaging a cool 21.8 yards per catch. <laughs> uh, five five catches on five targets also. So yeah, clearly uh, within like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> He had to, he had to stick him on his gloves, but that was I don't know. He's he's not a good player. It's I mean we were, we were joking on on Gangre Nation that this is just like a it was just like clearly a fluke game. He's never gonna have a game this good again in his life, um, just because that's that's what happens when you just straight up don't cover someone. Maybe he's gotten in with the coach. We've seen a couple of uh, wide receivers stick around here a little too long because of that. Again, <laughs> they're getting their uh, payoff under the table. Yeah, certainly uh, that could that could be the case. I mean. 
you know what's going on down here. It's um, chaos, mayhem. It's a good. It's just a good culture. Yeah, the culture's damn good. Well, we we, we apparently have a, a comparable uh, medical teams, so we got both got that going for us. Uh, that's true. I mean, you know, so we had um, Oscar Aparicio from uh, 49ers blog on a couple weeks ago, and um, without trying to insult him, I drew some parallels between the Niners, maybe save for this year, um, and the Redskins. And maybe I will, I will just come out and, and be a little bit insulting to you, but I do see some uh, similarities also between the Redskins and the Jets, and um, that's, a, that's a good point there. I mean, obviously the Jets have been dealing with their own fair share of the injury bug, um, although you know, there, there are certainly some benefits to not having your single best player hold out because of those injuries but i mean that's that's kind of been an ongoing thing for the jets for a couple of years has it not yeah no it, it definitely has been and um uh, at this point the jets are really down to they have darnell and darnell on offense and jamal adams on defense and every, most of the other starters are either injured or uh, just terrible that just uh, seems to be a recurring trend so one of the things that we're seeing um, and there was actually a report that came out in the Washington Post today. There was a, a poll of kind of um, they, they used the same poll 10 years ago of where do people's loyalties lie in the D.C. sports landscape. And for the first time, the Redskins were not number one. Now, obviously, with the Nationals winning the World Series, there's some recency bias there. But I think we, we've seen it. Uh, there, I think, has been a slow burn of apathy over. We're products of it. We are kind of products of it. I mean, you know, our, our allegiances with the, the Capitals and the Nationals and the uh, WNBA champion Washington Mystics, clearly. Ooh, Washington Valor. Uh, the Washington on. Valor, that's right. Um, you know, our, our, our cup runneth over, and it's the first time I think in our lifetimes we've been able to say that. But have what's the general sentiment in your sort of in your estimation of where the fan base is on the Jets? My... Mm. I would say with the Jets, the hope always springs uh, eternal, whatever the saying is. There's, it's the same every year. It doesn't matter what nonsense happened the year before. They're always just as excited uh, at the start of the season. Um, and it always very quickly turns to panic and uh, uh, people melting down uh, once you know, the Jets start losing as usual. Um, this feels a li- this is a little feel- year feels a little bit different because the Giants are also terrible uh, right now, and so there are a lot of there are a lot of people who just watch New York sports uh, that will che- that cheer for the Jets when when they're on. They'll cheer for the Giants when they're on, and now with both teams being terrible, is that a thing? I've never that's that sounds sacrilegious to me, frankly. L- listen, I I agree. We've actually blocked all those people from visiting Gangrene Nation. Uh, <laughs> In my opinion, it's punishable by death, but apparently, you know, it, it definitely is a very, very common thing. Yeah, I mean, well, the sports scene up there is, is so ridiculous. You, mean, you got two football teams, you got two baseball teams, you got... Technically three uh, football teams, but I won't tell the Bills fans you said that. Oh, that's right, yeah, the only football team in the state of New York. Yeah, three hockey teams. I'll tell you this, when, I, when, we, were in, when we were in college together, I, I, I dated someone who was a New York sports fan, which meant that she cheered for the Jets when they were on and cheer for the Giants when we were on. And when I found that out about six months into when we were dating, I cannot tell you how how, clo- how hard I was thinking about dumping her 
for that simple fact alone. It was deeply upsetting. Yeah, every man, you man's got to have a code, you know? Right, that's exactly it. And I want someone that's going to be just as miserable as I am going to be when I watch my team. Enjoys company. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we really, there's what? Only so much to be said about this football game. Um, I've, what is, you know, when we, t- we talk about the fan bases a little bit, did it stand out to you? Um, it's sort of gotten to be old news with us a little bit about how empty the stadium was. You know, you probably could have flown down here, gotten a ticket, and flown back cheaper than it would have been to go to a Jets home game at this point. But does, um, you know, obviously we like knowing what people think about us. I mean, that's that's not a, an un an uncharacteristic thing. Um, what what it, what was your sense of kind of the uh, the atmosphere? Like, what have you heard or what did you see that um, really stood out to you? So I am uh, I am honestly, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. But I, I I am honestly amazed every time I've seen this game and other Redskins games I've seen that there are still fans like there, and I, that sounds bad, but like I mean that I, to me it's, it actually says something about uh, how diehard and passionate Redskins fans are. It's not over. It may not be overflowing. You may the 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 stadium may not be packed every game, but given how bad the Redskins Redskins have been um, historically, I am I am always very impressed with the, with the fans. Given uh, to me, it always seems like there are a lot, and they're always diehard and they're always cheering for their team. Um, so I, I don't I don't know. It's it's kind of like a good good and the bad. You obviously wish there were more people there, but I I, ha- I have always been impressed with the Redskins fans uh, that I've seen, with the exception of you, of course. But otherwise, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's definitely fair. Do we do we know the actual attendance from last week? I mean, they'll never say what it actually was. No, you it was sold you out. Get the it was sold figure. out. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're Season right. ticket waiting list. You know, it's 20 years long. No, I mean, you know, they always go by tickets sold, and that doesn't necessarily mean butts and seats. Per season, I think. Yeah, so. <laughs> on average. Well, if you want to go to uh, next week's game, it will cost you five dollars. That it was, seems high. It was fifteen that last week, so yeah, I guess it high. dropped. Who are we playing? The Lions. Lions. Lions all right. Yeah, that don't do that. What, what that what that tells me is that the biggest problem that the NFL has right now is revenue sharing, because if they weren't sharing, if they weren't splitting revenue equally, the Redskins would have to make a change. Give they can't you can't you can't sustain a five dollar ticket. Uh, 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 season and so that, that that's what that tells me is that that's the nfl's biggest problem because that's preventing the redskins from making some sort of real change yeah we we found out in an article that we read a couple weeks ago that so much of the money is baked into the tv contracts and everything else that uh snyder won't have to really make a change right and it's the same the same with jersey jersey sales and all that the redskins are getting cut no matter what so that's that's what keeps them all that keeps them all afloat they obviously don't want a team going under but that also, like, it insulates uh, Snyder from having to, you know, do his job. I only have one more question about this game, and then we can move on to bigger and better things. But, you know, as someone who um, subject themselves to this entire thing, was there anything that stood out or surprised you? And I'll take either a positive or a negative answer on this one. And we're accustomed to seeing these guys week in and week out, and, kind of you know it's the the bears are who we thought they were for us but uh, anytime we can get an outsider's perspective i think it is helpful to sort of maybe give us a, a little bit more perspective on what it is that we're watching so i actually are you talking about the redskins you mean i am talking about the redskins yeah, yeah okay so i i'm i actually liked uh haskins um and i may be alone on that i think there were a lot of people that were watching it that 
uh, I mean, he obviously did not have a great game, but I was impressed with how hard he was clearly trying. Um, and there was, I think there was a point where he went over to the sideline, he was talking to the offensive line. Uh, I think it was the offensive line. And he's saying, like, like what, else, what else can I do uh, to make, like, essentially make this easier mm-hmm. on you? And um, I don't know. Like, my takeaway from him was that he, he wants it and he was trying hard. And that's, again, that's more than you could say for a lot of these guys who are getting their brains beaten in. Uh, I've seen so many Jets game, uh, games where we have someone who probably doesn't belong uh, 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 in the starting position where as soon as they get hit three times, they've given up on it. Um, and when that happens, they've given up on the game. And when that happens, obviously, they're never going to get better. The team's never going to win. Um, so I, w- I was impressed with him, with his the effort that he seemed to be putting in, uh, that he, how badly he seemed to want to win, even even despite them getting their uh, uh, their their bases being in, their heads being in. Yeah, that uh, that clip of him asking his lineman what what on earth he can do. I think it, it played um, both ways. Yeah. There's some people who are like. Oh, like good on him for trying to communicate uh, with his lineman, and then some people who are saying like, "Oh, you know, this guy, you know, he's he's cocky or he's he's desperate or you know, it, it the whole thing, it, it's an echo chamber." So I mean, he's definitely desperate. Obviously, anyone that's playing for their playing for their job is going to be desperate. Uh, but I didn't I didn't take it in a, in a negative way. I think it was he didn't he couldn't quite tell what was what was going on in their end. It was certainly not entirely his fault. Uh, what was happening? The, and and part of this is the Jets, for some reason, were having the, like the games of like Jamal Adams had one of the best games you're you're going to see from a, a strong safety. And um, so a lot of it's not his fault, but a lot of it and a lot of it goes down to the other people on the team not performing. So I didn't I didn't interpret that in a bad way at all. Um, uh, so I I, I I was like I said I was I was actually uh, mildly impressed with him. Yeah, I don't know from from my perspective. Um... I think just based on like what I was seeing online during the game, it came across across as a little poor of just the way he was treating his O-line just because clearly there's a lack of talent there. But at the same time, I think he is trying to learn. Um, and he's young and like he totally got thrown into this season. We didn't we didn't we were hoping not to have to use him. Yeah. And so the fact that he's kind of just gotten thrown to the wolves here, um, it like I agree. I think it's something. It's good. Like otherwise, he's just kind of sitting by himself, and he's got no one. But he's trying to learn. He's trying to like learn the system and and have everybody work together here for a goal. Like this season's lost. We get that. But you got to work for next year now. So I think he's he's working on it. So I I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that he ever become. He's, I don't know that he's ever going to become a star. But that's the kind of that's the kind of effort you want to see. And it, to me, that that stuff's kind of. We see it with Jamal Adams all the time. It, the, the attitude is contagious, and when he gets amped up, the rest of the defense gets amped up. And uh, the more he can, the more Haskins can show that uh, that he wants to learn, that he wants to get better. I think the more you're going to see that from the rest of the offense. He was one player that I saw really like stood out to me, um, at least on your defensive uh, side of the football. So you're talking about Adams? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, he's 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 my hero. I want to be him when I grow up. He's a beast. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, I mean, ever since the uh, the 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 Jets were receiving all, uh, offers to trade him, he's just been playing absolutely out of his mind. So I think there's somebody else we should talk about, especially with uh, the lack of talent we see on the Redskins end. Uh, what do you think of Jameson Crowder this year? Crowder, our, bo- you- our boy, our you've you've, you've our, our baby boy. Um, 
He's a magnet. This is going to be, yeah, so I, I love Jameson Crowder. I think his biggest problem with the Jets is that he, this is weird, he's, he's like almost too good a route runner, if that makes any sense for, for what I was saying before about um, Darnold is someone that like, um, he's going to run free, he's going to break plays off, he's going to extend the play and make things happen. And Crowder has his route, and a lot of times he's open, and when, he, when he's open Darnold sees him, he hits him. Um, I don't know that he's as, quite as free-flowing enough as uh, uh, as Darnold may, might need him to be, so I don't know how long he'll he'll last with the Jets. But he's he's one of my favorite players. He uh, plays the game. I think he plays the game right. Um, I am tar- terrified that he's eventually going to end up in uh, New England because I think he's like a, a perfect wide receiver. Oh yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll be a Patriot uh, for yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm convinced, sense. and he's gonna he's gonna score the. Uh, with some winning touchdown over the Jets at some point, and it's gonna haunt my dreams. Um, it's, it's he's like he's a the he they like the kind of player he is, the way he runs his routes. He's like a, he's more of a better fit for a team like that than he is for so, someone like Sam Darnold. He is very consistent. Yeah, definitely. that's that's what I would say. He what, he already has like 80 catches this year or something crazy. He just repeatedly puts out stellar seasons. And yeah. He's reliable. Yardage, yardage isn't there maybe all the time, but he, he catches the ball. Right, right, right. So I think along those lines, um, you know, when you're at a dinner party with people who sort of are of different uh, backgrounds, different persuasions, you got to find some some common ground. So um, I'm, let's do some word association with former, we'll call them Jetskins, guys who have been on, oh, uh, like on both of these like teams. Um, what, what do you remember about uh, Lavernius Coles? Oh my God! I love Lavernius Coles. Do you want me to do like a word or something? Uh, what? Just free, free flow, free association here. What do you, what do you got on on Lav Coles? The the most reliable receiver I can remember. Uh, yeah, I think he was that way here too. And then uh, the guy he got flipped for was uh, Santana Moss. Santana Moss. Uh, uh, <sighs> Not as good with us as he was for you. Yeah, he's a, he's like uh, one of our, <laughs> our only guys. Yeah, he's for good. <laughs> Ten years. I remember watching him with the Skins, and he was incredible. But he was he was not quite as good with the Jets. Was he injured for a lot of the Jets time? Um, I I know he's like struggled through some early stuff, but yeah, I I don't I don't think so. I don't I don't particularly remember him being injured. I mean I mean they, they, like all these guys get injured, but I don't remember him being particularly yeah. injured for. Like miss, like missing seasons kind of thing. All right, I got one more. Well, and unless you can think of others, um, this one's a bit of a, a little bit more of a throwback. Not that much, but a little bit. Uh, John Hall. Uh, John Hall. He was a fullback, wasn't he? He was a kicker. <laughs> oh, oh, that guy. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have any specific. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Right. Oh, <laughs> him. <laughs> he was, he was a Jet from '97 to '02. Yeah, 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 I forgot about him. Uh, what about Riggins? Was he? He was a. Uh, he was both, wasn't he? Well, he was drafted by the Jets. Yeah. That's right. That's right. He um he was a he was he was a Jet and then a Redskin? Question mark. I think that's right. I, I mean, mean, he's he's, he's universally, universally considered to be the, the most important, important Redskin, Redskin of all time. time. Um, noted I mean, noted Jet. Noted. Noted Jet, important Redskin. Right, right. Um, yeah, those are those are some good ones. Um, all right, I'm going to ask you one more, and I think y- you could probably run with this a little bit. And they didn't share teams, but I know you have some strong feelings. Um, talk a little bit about Braylon Edwards. Say please first. Um, Braylon, Braylon, <laughs> Jesus, um, Braylon, please. Braylon Edwards. I have such conflicting feelings about. So, 
when he was first with the Jets, you know, like during the during the uh, uh, during uh, at the end of nine, uh, nine and ten, uh, he was like one of the best Jets most people will ever remember. I mean, if you guys remember, if you remember the uh, when the Jets beat the Patriots in the uh, 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 in the playoffs in 2010, he was uh, he, uh, actually I know I think I'm sorry I think there was the the cold. The, was it the Colts? He did both the Colts. Sorry, he did both the Colts games and the Patriots games. When we won uh, both yeah. games, he did uh, he did like the the cartwheel um, on the field after the Jets won, and uh, he's he was like Mr. He was Mr. Reliable. Uh, he was always there for the for a big play uh, between him and Santonio uh, uh, and and Holmes, and yeah. um, one truly one of my favorite players of all time. Then when he came back, he was atrocious. He was so bad. And that there was all there was so many people that were all they could remember was how good he was the, the last time he, when he had been there before, and it clouded a lot of people's judgment. And I, I remember I was one of the people that was leading the Cup Braylon Edwards uh, 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 chant, I guess. And uh, he was he was just so I mean mind-bogglingly bad when he came back. Um, one of the rare times where I uh, I was sitting there uh, thinking you know I could. I could do this better than he can, which obviously I could. <laughs> obviously I couldn't, but uh, I'm wildly unathletic. But he was that bad, or that it was a serious thought in my head, the second time. But the first time, one of the one, one an all-time jet. Actually, now that I think about it, and that, that's uh, I know that Gangrene Nation folks know you for uh, for your scorching hot Braylon Edwards takes. There is one more uh, Redskins jet, um, all-time all-time great Redskin. Um, the man under center, Mark, the Sanchez. Oh yeah, Sanchez. Oh, yeah. Um, the best quarterback that we've had in the last sixteen games. <laughs> I think so. I mean, yeah, he uh, he was our guy. Uh, we 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 shepherded him shepherded him home to retirement. Well, he knew the system. <laughs> he did know the system. <laughs> he knew the system. All things we got to, we got him when he ate the hot dog against the Raiders. When he uh, picked a booger out against the Steelers and uh, wiped it on, uh, on uh, Mark Brunel's. That's a throwback name. Mark Brunel. Also, yeah, was yeah. Um, we got we got the, obviously the butt fumble. We had him for all the you know the, his classic, uh, cl- the classic Mark Sanchez moments were all with us. So I'm just saying, I don't know what I'm saying here. Um, <laughs> but he was uh, not particularly great, but. He was, he's, yeah, he's our, he's our boy. He's your boy, I think, just as much. But, um, all right, well. The, the, mo- the most Mark Sanchez thing of, of all time will be that, that for, the, for the butt fumble, they had to literally retire from the not top 10 on SportsCenter because it was going on like, it was like for like a year and a half, it won every week. And so they finally had to retire it and like force it off the list because otherwise it was just going to keep winning. And that's all there is to say about Mark Sanchez. Yeah, it would probably still be there if, if they didn't uh, mercy kill it. Well, Scott, um, appreciate you taking the time to chat. Um, do you have anything that you're doing? I know you uh, you have a show, question mark, still that you're doing? Not sports-related, though. Not at all sports-related. Yeah, it's a pol- political interview show. Called? called politically driven it's like comedians in cars getting coffee except uh, politicians we don't drink coffee and we're not at all funny and you're in new jersey and in new jersey yeah and then we just that sounds incredible <laughs> that's a hell it's of like a, a mirror, mirror image <laughs> i literally just drive drive politicians around and interview them uh 
sometimes we talk about sports. I had uh, uh, Tammy Murphy on, the first lady of New Jersey, on a couple weeks ago, and she, she owns a uh, soccer team. Uh, her, her and her husband own a soccer team up here, so we talked about that for a while. But not, not as much sports as I would like on it. All right, well, you could probably shoehorn some stuff in, you know. Um, do we, you should tell them that uh, you appeared on on this show, and maybe we can get get some more subscribers. That's exactly what I don't. That's exactly what I need to do. That will definitely bump up the ratings. You scratch our back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You jets us. We'll we'll jets you. <laughs> that that sounds like a that sounds like an STD that or something that Sam Darnold <laughs> Sam Jar, Sam Darnold's gonna get that next. Yeah, he's day-to-day day day with being jetsed. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks thanks so much, Scott. So once again... Uh, I'll see you for, guys in uh, four years. Yeah, four years from now, or a preseason game. We can do this again. That's true. That's true. All right, so for uh, Dr. Chris Jones, for Beej Roomba, for Nebot Neil, for uh, politically driven, own the one and only Scott Salmon, thanks for tuning in. This is Brian from Hogshaven, and this was Hogs Night, the podcast. Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to $200 in fee-free overdraft with a Chime checking account. Sign up today at Chime.com slash Goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.